What up, guys? Welcome back to On The Break. We are actually live together for the first episode of 41 episodes. Dude, it's really weird. I can't make eye contact with anyone right now. <laughs> I know. It feels I weird. I really hate looking at you guys just in general. So. Yeah, we're used to looking at each other through Skype where it's all like one thing. It's not... You know, trying to move your head back and forth. But, you know, you, you can only see my chest, so I actually just have a white tee on, and I'm just butt ass naked below that. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're not, uh, at least you're not like laying in the Titanic pose. Like, you, you've I actually like those. Been, yeah, yeah, that yeah that's fair. That was good. I do I, my best thinking when I'm in that pose. I have you do. a sweet filter that just overlays my wife's face over your face whenever you're in that pose, and I just have the podcast that way. Try to keep it together. I'm sorry, Anna. <laughs> But I'm glad to I'm glad to be uh, up in Dallas from from Austin right now. I'm doing a uh, little review class for work, ten hours a day, so I'm pretty burnt out. But I'm glad to uh, glad to be with you guys, dude. I know, and the, we haven't really got a chance to record an episode in like a week or so. Yeah, I know. It feels like so much has happened, dude. Yeah, schedules just didn't didn't line up. We wanted to do some predictions. We'll get into what our thoughts were because we definitely, you know, conversed amongst ourselves about that. But. Um, you know, I figure we'll we'll jump in. We'll, we need to talk about what happened in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then what what happened last night that surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> hey, to be Can, fair, I chose Milwaukee too, so that, you were not alone on that ship. That is true. I think though, I was alone on the Milwaukee's going to win the championship. Yeah, you definitely. It's true. It's <laughs> yeah, true. So am I? Am I up on you guys now? I think so. Yeah. Or no, no, no. I'm up on Josh one because Josh was up on one going to the conference finals. He goes 0-2, I go 2-0. Yeah, so and you're, you and I are even, I think. Because you went 1-1 one and one and you were up on me. Correct. Okay, cool. Yeah. This is what this feels like. <laughs> but you really, I mean, and there's really not a, like a big discrepancy between them either, but it feels ginormous just because of what all's happened. Yeah, I mean, we could go back and do a tiebreaker based on picking the number of games correct, but we'd have to do some uh, some heavy research for that. Dives. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I change my number of games like every show anyways, so it that's might fine. not come out great. That's Whatever. true. I had on one of them, right? Yeah. Um, no, that's fine. Charles Barkley actually picked uh, picked um, the Raptors to win this series, and I was like, am I going to have another pick exactly like Charles Barkley and swing and miss <laughs> on this one too? One thing I saw is that, uh, you know, Paul Pierce kept picking the – like he picked the Celtics to win yep. four after yep. they beat Milwaukee in game one, and they proceeded to be swept. Or – Gentlemen swept, I guess. That seems to be a thing now. Is like the gentleman sweep and like the different types of sweeps, and it's just ridiculous. You yeah, I mean, you gotta be, you exactly. Gotta be it's yeah. a gentleman thing. I get it, but it just seems like there's a still term. got your ass beat four games in a row. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. yeah, and so Paul Pierce tweeted out after Milwaukee won the first game against Toronto that they or no the second game against Toronto when they were up two nothing that they were going to win out and Toronto turned around. And Prattled off four straight, so God, I think that, Paul I mean, Pierce is kind yeah, of the Paul, guru. Here. Paul Pierce really screwed me. Yeah. I'm, I'm blaming <laughs> it on him. <laughs> That's who Josh goes to. Can't good old Paul, uh, pants shit and Paul Pierce. You would have a hard time being that wrong, though. I mean, he got in a sense eight games incorrect <laughs> out of eight. Yeah. <laughs> like that's pretty fucking bad. It's pretty rough. I don't know who has the bigger like uh, the bigger curse. Is it Drake or is it him? I guess we'll talk about that. It's me. The Drake I don't think Drake shit his pants on stage yet. Once that happens, we'll have that conversation. <laughs> I hope I'm not at that concert is all I can tell you. So I actually had a chance to see Drake. I, this is a, a random Drake tangent for a second. I actually had a chance to see him the night that the Red Sox won the 2013 World Series in Boston at the Garden. And I was like, I can't not watch this game. Like, right. I, I bought the like Claire got me these tickets for my birthday in July. And this was like in uh, in October. 
And, you know, we got all the way up to, we just happened to be in Boston whenever the World Series was going on. And I was like, I can't go see fucking Drake. I just right, right. can't it's do fair. it. You know, now if we're talking about Paul Pierce, <laughs> maybe that's different. I don't know. You imagine Paul Pierce in concert? No, I could not. <laughs> He's, I hear he has a lovely voice. Could there Only be Tony, Tony Bennett songs from <laughs> But yeah, so he, he had a pretty rough rough playoff, I think. I don't know who had it rougher, Chris Broussard or him, but it's probably him. Yeah, I don't I don't um I say this is a full hip crit, but I don't know how you can be like so recognized and get so much stuff so wrong. It's bad. You know? <laughs> so strong agree. <laughs> I mean Skip Bayless has been doing it for twenty five years, man. That's a good That's point. That's very true. I think you just gotta yell loud enough and get your, your point across, right? Dude, there's no but nothing I hate more than someone who yells louder and they think that the louder they yell, the more right they are. Dude, can't stand that. It. That was that was first taken in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. It was just those two yelling at each other. It's like, jeez, man, I can't take much more of this. Yeah, did you guys watch that show a lot? Did you enjoy that show? Because I didn't. Well, I, so. I watched it, it, but did not enjoy it. When it first came out, I was like, when I really kind of got into it, it was like freshman year in college. So I didn't really understand like ESPN. I thought ESPN was the only place you could get sports information. Well, and it kind of was at that point. Right. I mean, that's nine years ago, right? right? So, I mean, once I realized that we have all these other. You know, I mean, now it's out of control with like Bleacher Report and stuff like that. But once I had other outlets and other sources of information, I figured out local radio sometimes is even better than the guys getting paid millions of dollars on ESPN. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I admittedly loved that show, and then I realized, wow, this is terrible. Right. And I mean, why why watch that whenever you can go out there and find on the break? I mean, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> My thing with local radio, though, too, is like you have these two guys that are supposed to fill up a three-hour time slot, and they have right. to do it on all sports. And so you get a bunch of opinions that, like, like they know a little bit of everything, but you don't get the in-depth analysis that you, that I really want as a basketball fan because I could really care less about baseball. Football's, football's on my radar, college football more so than the NFL, but I want in-depth analysis and, like, details on NBA. And you, there's just not anywhere that you can really find that. Right. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I think that's the beauty of living in this age now, though, is that we can go as deep as we want to. Right. There's just kind of something for everybody in that sense. Sports-specific shows is just the way of the future because that – can really you know unify certain groups of like soccer and hockey fans those guys are so stuck up about being soccer and hockey fans that they don't want like casual fans to be involved so like we want our own topic not a sports show that gets three minutes about hockey right i mean that's why we do this show Barry melrose talks about talks about it for three Barry minutes. melrose is fucking great though he's, he's fantastic <laughs> there are people any show i know it's crazy there are people on espn that i enjoy and most scott van pell is one of them and most of them come on scott van pelt show like barry melrose tim legler guys like that and he always gets the best player interviews and stanford steve like those are the people i like at espn you guys are ryan Rosillo guys right for yeah, sure. Yeah. At least when he's with Bill Simmons, he's fantastic. Yeah, I don't really care for his non-basketball analysis. Well, that's a tough show because that's the same thing where he's just talking for three hours, right? right? So, I mean, that's a little more challenging than doing a podcast with one of the best podcasters of all time. Right. Very real, true. real quick, going back to the Drake thing, I just think this is a funny story um, because I, – and I kind of like Drake. We've talked about this, Justin. Like, yeah. I think he's a good rapper. He's been a little inconsistent, but he's a great, he, he's a great rapper. Yeah. Uh, but I always make fun of him for being a little soft. And then Jess told me a story about when she went to his uh, concert like eight years ago and he winked at her. And I got super insecure and like <laughs> threatened by Drake. And I was yeah. like, am I soft for being so threatened by this guy? By this soft ass guy? Yeah. Yeah. What's gotten into me? I mean, should we just dive into the Drake thing real quick? Because it's just Let's do it. I mean, we're, we're, Before we do, though, he probably has a tattoo of Jess somewhere on his body. <laughs> probably so. I mean, what he has... Of- 
What kind of man who's <laughs> in the same circle as these NBA players tattoos their likeness on his body? Yeah, he has their numbers. Uh, yeah, he has a KD like, and a Steph tattoo. How would you feel if I went out and wow. tattooed your face on my ass? I mean... Like, you'd be my daddy for the rest of my life, right? Like, that's what he's done with those guys. Like, they're his dad, right? Yeah. Maybe the person shows are getting much more intimate than I anticipated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kyle's kind of worried. Maybe he should take a break for a little bit. Let's after this. Let's go get tattooed. Yeah, let's just do it. We'll we'll uh, tattoo our our playoffs records on our asses. You know that'll be fine. I'm not for that. I'll no, get somebody's face. I I think it's one of those things where I mean he's a bandwagon fan, no doubt about that, right? Yeah. Like, sure. I don't think he's a bandwagon fan for Toronto though. He's he's rode out like he's been a loyal Raptors fan always amongst his. Heat fan days and like Kentucky fan and stuff like that. He's been pretty loyal with Toronto. Correct, I agree. And I think like, even though he branches out, like I think this is still big to him. And I get that. Like I have no problem with him acting like he does, other than the fact that like he doesn't need to be up there like massaging Nick Nurse's shoulders and shit. That's the problem. I feel like he knows what's going on though. Like he knows everything he's doing at these show or at these uh, games is going to be shown on social media and it's going to be like a meme or a gif or. His popularity has made him a villain. Like anybody else that goes out there and massages Nick Nurses, because that's what that's what I hate is that he gets these this special treatment. You know, like yeah. I understand that you're like a one percent owner. Yeah, you're getting tased by security and dragged off the floor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So is he a one percent like, owner? Yeah, he's like know, a yeah, like he is. That. He's that's like cool. a very small percentage owner, and he's like the brand ambassador or something like that. Yeah, gotcha. he designed those uniforms they have, but dude, which are pretty sick. Yeah. If the GM ran down there and jumped on the court and started waving a towel at Giannis, he would get kicked out. <laughs> it's true. Like, why does Why does Drake not get? I'd kicked pay out anything this, to you know? see that. Drake yeah. gets treated better than the GMs. Than the GM, yeah, exactly. So it's like, it, and that's what made him a villain in my mind is just that he gets away with things that he shouldn't be getting away with. Yeah, and it affects the game. Like it affects. Well, I, I, I guess the end, but it, oh, sorry. It, it has the WWE effect to it, though, where it's like yeah. if Steph bombs like six threes, he's going to like wink at Drake and, you know, throw three on his head or something yeah. or blow on his fingers. Like, and it's going to be entertaining. That's the thing is it's creating an entertainment factor, even though I think it's BS. Sure. But I mean, like, for, what other team has a fan that can get so deep into somebody else's head? Anyway, um, another player's, player's head. It's like no one that I have, can think of. I mean, if you have fans like throwing batteries at people, like you got to <laughs> escort them out. Like yeah. when when the fans are affecting the game, apart from overall like atmosphere and noise, I think that's a problem. When one fan is affecting the game, that I don't heavily. know that he's really affecting the game that much, though, is he? I mean, I, I he's distracted. He's, 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 he's a it. distraction. Yeah, I can't oh, yeah. imagine. No doubt, I can't imagine being on the court and having a fan come at me and say things to me and not going, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah, and being a little bit affected by that. I saw a great thing today of you know, so him and Draymond got into it last night. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it was saying something to the effect of Draymond's about to put Drake back in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I was losing my mind, dude. Yeah. The uh, so they did interviews before the game uh, that I saw that were like, or it was actually on Sports Center like the day before about. You know what the Warriors players thought about Drake, and like everyone Here, just kind of gave their right. Who gives a shit first of all? But this is just classic Clay because yeah. you know Steph gives his answer like very professional. Draymond gives his like, hey, you know it is what it is. And Clay's like, yeah, you know, like when we was at, when high school, we turned his music on. I'm like, this guy is baked out of his yeah, mind right now. First of all, I need Clay to go to another team so I can buy his jersey. Like, immediately. <laughs> you really do. You, that would be a dream come true love, for you. I love Clay, dude. I've, yeah. I've hidden it for long enough. I really do, too. He might be my favorite player in the league. He's so good, man. I think he might be top five, top five players for me now. I've had to downgrade Russ pretty severely. Yeah. Who's the Russ? last couple of years have not looked yeah. great for him. Well, who, who's Russ? Dude, I think I yeah. like I think I like Russ more than Josh, and I'm not an OKC fan. Yeah, 
I think so too. I like Russ more than myself, but myself is pretty <laughs> low. Um, so I, I yeah, I'm not I'm not on the Russ train anymore, man. He's we saw the beginning of the loss of his athleticism. And yeah, it was yeah, ugly, no doubt. And it's going to continue to be ugly. Um, yep. He's going to have to massively change his game because um, it's it's not good right now. No doubt. Let's well, let's finish the Drake conversation. Yeah, I want to finish though. the Drake conversation. So, the, dude, the thing that I can't get over is the fact that he has those tattoos of them on his on his arm, and he was covering them with an armband last night. But there's no way that he ever thought that Toronto would be playing them in the in the finals, right? Not when he's getting those tattoos. Well, that's what I'm saying. No yeah. way. It's just. It's just but weird that you would get those tattoos, though. Like, right. That's what I'm saying. I just don't get it. Like, I don't think any other n- rapper of notoriety has. And, like, Lil Wayne is probably the biggest sports fan of any rapper ever. That dude doesn't have players tattooed on him. It's just it's very intimate. It's because yeah. you don't get, you, yeah, you don't get tattoos of your friends. Like, he does shout out Steph and KD a lot in his raps now that I think about it, though. He does. He a really lot does. more than you'd think. Both those Of course, guys, all yeah. these compilations have been coming out over the last few days yep. about it and stuff. Yep. And it's it's very true. I just think he's been a distraction to Josh's point in a lot of ways. And I, I mean, it's crazy that the NBA stepped in and said, hey, you can't be doing that shit. You know, like, up there massaging Nick Nurse's shoulders. That's I have to reiterate how embarrassing that looks. It's crazy. Was there was cool. a prop bet in vegas like if drake was going to touch make contact with nick nurse that's an absurd thing that that's even like that should not be real (laughs) i just hate how much he's become part of this finals right because there's nothing else to really talk about here or it doesn't seem as such there was a there was an interview with mike breen and uh i think it was rusillo actually rusillo asked mike breen does door he was kind of joking does doris burke have an interview with drake and mike breen was like yes like he was was, you could tell that he was just so ashamed of it yeah of course yeah so, no, and I think so. I saw. T- I mean, there's so many great storylines going on here right now, though. I mean, Toronto dominated last night in the first game of the finals, and I think it's crazy that I saw a list today, and it, they were talking about the fastest player. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. I'll have to find the tweet, but it was like fastest player points wise uh, in the playoffs as far as making their like biggest show out in the playoffs, like just in general. And Siakam was at like 32s. I think he had 32 points the other night, something like that. Dude. And was, AI was at the top of that list with 46. So oh, there are shit. big stories happening here in this final. That, and we're fucking talking about Drake. It's terrible. It's absurd. And I do want to say one last thing about Drake. And then we were freaking done with him. But dang it. I text you guys in the group chat. I go, oh, Drake has a Toronto jersey on. We're good. Because uh, I'm going for Golden State in this series. And I was like, they're gonna lo- Toronto's going to lose. He has a Toronto jersey on. But... Fill me in here, Justin. It was a Dale Curry yeah, jersey? So, yeah, he was wearing a Dale Curry jersey, and that was an authentic jersey. God. So I actually saw Darren Rovell tweeted out a little while ago. I meant to send this to you guys. That Drake's team came up with the Curry jersey troll idea on Monday. They had one problem. Dale Curry jerseys were incredibly rare 20 years ago. They found one 500 miles away and offered top dollars. Soon the jersey was driven to Toronto so Drake could wear it during game one. And That's just, ridiculous. And just duke me because all I could see was the front of it. Yeah. No, I didn't notice it either. I didn't notice the number. That's but those fucking Toronto jerseys are sick. Yep. I honestly kind of like that move. It's, it's smart. Not no, terrible. It's smart. It's big balls. But now, sure. now it's like Drake's getting more publicity over that <laughs> right, too. Yeah, it's like it's God every storyline here. Like, that, that move to me was better than massaging Nick Nurse. Personally. Yeah. No, no doubt. In my opinion. It's just human nature, man. Like, let's talk basketball finally. Let's let's not be ESPN. Yeah. We'll talk about basketball. Do y'all want to real quick talk about what happened at the end of the Eastern Conference Finals? Because yeah, we were let's do that. we had watched we had watched five games. Yep. We had seen five games. It was three two Toronto last time we talked. I told you that Toronto was gonna win in seven, which now that I think about it was probably a bad call, but I'm still happy Toronto won and 
you know, I picked them in the beginning of the playoffs to, to come out. I, I just didn't expect Milwaukee to lose four games in a row. No. I mean, they didn't lose two, two back-to-back all year except for once yeah, I mean, at the very beginning of the season. That's insane. Yeah, that's so nuts. What, what did you see, Josh? Because I know you were obviously really high on Milwaukee. You had them winning the finals, and I think you know this game as good as anyone I know. So, what, I mean, what happened? Was it, Toronto's, was it more Toronto's defense? Let me ask you that. Was it more Toronto's defense and physicality, or was it lack of experience and guys not making shots? Yes. Um, if you had to go 51-49 one direction, like, what do you think it was more of? Um, I would say lack of experience and Agreed. just overall um, – Guys not making shots, but also your superstar skills skill set isn't exactly what it needs to be. Um, the super, the big problem that they ran into was, and I talked about this in our last podcast, was that Giannis would make the right play, but he would make it too late. So, right. um, you would you see you see these great players with high level cerebral IQ that read read plays four or five steps in advance. LeBron James is that way, where he can step to a play a place on the court and he gets an assist. Just by not an assist because he ever touched a ball, but just by moving to a spot on their court that's going to suck a def- suck the defense a yes. certain way to open up other things for people. Giannis just doesn't have that yet, so right. he can't see the multiple rotations that are about to happen and make the pass before any of them happens. So what ends up happening is um, Toronto actually did the exact same thing that Boston did in that they quote quote unquote built a wall and just stuck three people in front of them side by side. But Giannis would drive into the middle of them and then try and kick it out, and that worked great against Boston because they don't have the same length as Toronto right. did. They don't have Siakam and Marcus. This is all minus Wong. OG, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's what's nuts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he he just got a lot of turnovers that way, and that really hurt. I also the role players didn't knock down shots the way that they did in the Boston series. Um, to be honest with you, if if Giannis even adds that little bit of extra basketball IQ to his game next year, that's going to be, to me, just as valuable as getting a jump shot, like depending yeah. upon how good that jump shot is. Obviously. Right, and, right. And you've been on that for, like, even before the playoffs started, even that was kind of your asterisk to his MVP was that those are some of the things he lacks is making people around him better. And yeah. I, you know, like, and that's just a growth thing. Well, it's, yeah. and that was more it's, so for me, Kawhi than than Giannis. I think he makes people better, but it's that he's not doing it fast enough. He's not doing okay, it. Okay, yeah, right. that's right. Okay, that's right. Level, yeah. right. But you, I think you were over the mindset to kind of piggyback on what Justin just said there. Josh is like, Le- Giannis has a very a, a, an above average IQ, a good IQ, especially for a big man or a forward. But to be like clearly the best player in the league or be a greatest of all time like he needs to elevate to that lebron level chris paul level iq exactly and his his skills and his freakish build make him better than his iq actually is right 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 right. it's a good that's that's well put yeah and i mean that's like like you said a growth thing yeah exactly some time it's his fourth year in the league like this guy's still i forget that yeah he still feels really uh like seasoned to the league but he's really not but i think too the other part about this series to me was that I mean, this team wasn't really built for the playoffs, ultimately. Well, I, I just don't Bucks. think the Bucks. right. I just don't think that they – I think Toronto did the same exact thing to them four times in a row. Right. I mean, they just couldn't make – like, Bud doesn't make adjustments. Like, he just yeah. doesn't. Dude, bad. He sure did, and I, I think that's a big thing, but he just doesn't make adjustments, and I think that's different on a night-to-night basis whenever you're seeing different competition, different teams, but when you're seeing the same team, and Nick Nurse did a hell of a job. Don't get me wrong. He did a hell of a job. I mean, 
It just felt like Bledsoe and um, Middleton, all them, they all just shut down, really. They just, they, I mean, they couldn't shoot for shit the entire game. And then Giannis was getting his ass handed to him with the wall thing. And it just, it all the way around crumbled and they just wouldn't make adjustments because they don't, that's not what that team is built to do. Yeah, I and and I agree with that one hundred percent. Even in the Boston series, whenever Boston uh, won that one game, um, I came out and said one or two things could happen here: either Bud could become old Bud and not make any adjustments, and I even laid it out. This is what needs to happen: you need to make your switches on the defensive, and then, uh, um, what's his face, uh, Brad Stevens would come back and make Kyrie isolate against the switches, and I laid laid out a multiple. Uh, step plan for how the series was going to progress. You sure did. Brad Stevens never made an adjustment to the switches, so Bud really only had to make one adjustment, and then the series was over because right. Brad Stevens never actually made an adjustment. But that's what you're exactly right, and that that's what happened in Toronto is that Bud Bud never actually made any adjustments. Nope, not one. What I would have liked to have seen happen was see Giannis play more from the high post. Most of Giannis's touches were him dribbling from outside the three point line and taking tr- taking runs into the middle of the lane just feed it to somebody else have Giannis play from the high post and let him be a passer or a turn and score from the high post and I didn't see enough of that yeah I I totally agree with that that's how you combat it at least a little bit they didn't have the personnel because ultimately they the the length for Toronto was just too much for them yeah exactly. but I mean that at least helps you it help at least gets you out of that conundrum of running up against the wall thing every single time yeah and you can't you can't build a wall with Giannis on already on the high post because you have no time to react once he makes the pass. The passes are shorter and they're faster too. So like you move, move him just to the high post and you have shorter passes, easier passes, easier ability to read the defense. It was a it was a pretty simple move in my opinion that Bud could have made and he just didn't make it. Yep. All right, before we move on for, from Milwaukee, I've got one question for you guys. The way that this all unfolded, does that change how you feel about the MVP situation? It shouldn't. Because the playoffs shouldn't be in question, but does that make you feel differently? I picked James Harden, so yeah, yeah, I know. But does that change anything for you, or does that solidify it more? No, they, I was actually kind of slightly disappointed—not majorly disappointed, but slightly disappointed with both of them. So fair, still level playing field. Doesn't change my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, it doesn't for me. Yeah, regular I don't think it does for me. It's a regular, it's a regular, yeah, it's regular season, season award, yeah. period. I wish they'd do like an MVP for the like the playoff series and all that stuff, too. Like a playoff MVP yeah, instead not of just finals like a, MVP? Yeah, or if they just did Eastern and Western Conference MVPs, that'd be cool, too. The yeah. NCAA does most outstanding player instead of finals MVP. Right. And that's team or players have won it that haven't won a championship before. I like that a lot, actually. I do, too. We've got to talk this summer about how we could reform some things in the NBA. There's just, like, I mean, they're getting there. They're really progressive, but there's some things that they could do a lot better. The, uh, starting sure. with this plan I was telling you guys about to abolish the draft. Yeah, order. I was about to say, that's... Yeah. <laughs> there's still some, like, holes I'm trying to fill some with that. Some kinks you got to work out on that yeah, one. <laughs> but it's basically basically going to be modeled after, like, how uh, soccer does it, like EPL, where you have relegation of two teams. I'm going to need education on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 for yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think we could relegate two teams, which would be a fucking blast if you have the g league set up like that could you imagine the red claws getting into the nba for a year that'd be a blast what do you mean by what do you mean by relegate teams so like the basically the you bottom two down. because you wouldn't have a draft lottery in any way shape or form in my plan you wouldn't have a okay. draft at all okay and so essentially you would have it makes me sound like a politician my plan no but um, <laughs> no but you wouldn't have any of that and so what would end up happening is like you'd have i it like I said, there's still some some holes to fill, but 
each team essentially would have an affiliate like baseball does where you have an affiliate team that's like the G League team. Like a farm system? Yeah, and they, they basically do now. And so the the bottom two teams, the worst teams, would basically go down to the G League and the top two teams in the G League would come up. Wow. Mm. Would that be wild? That would be crazy. Yeah. But I think those teams would just get the shit beat out of them. They would get maybe. His beat out of them. Yeah, but I mean, so there would be like the talent distribution would be different <laughs> because the thing is you'd be able to sign guys like Zion straight out of high school okay. in that's this plan. Deal. I guess and, that's, like, yeah. You wouldn't have like you basically have a free, you'd have to have a free agency for like, you know, new guys like rookies coming like a rookie free agency. And again, we'll get into like the specifics of all this, but you'd have to have a rookie free agency and then they have to be a cap for how much you could pay a rookie. But you could really kind of well I don't even know if you'd have to do that. Actually. My concern is, like, are your starting guards going to be Raymond Felton and J.R. Smith and then have to go play the Warriors? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it would definitely shake up the way the league would look, but it would give – you would – basically, it would end up working out the way baseball does, where talent grows. It gives you a better chance to grow and keep talent is what end up, mm. ends up happening here. I would love to see the G League turn into the one-year stopgap that the NCAA has turned yep. into. Yep, let these guys go get paid, like, a hundred grand. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to do yeah. that for sure. Yeah, I would love that. Anyway, tangent. Um, <laughs> so we're in the finals now, and Toronto got that ass last night. I dude, mean, Josh, I mean, you went to bed, and you didn't miss a goddamn thing. <laughs> I was shocked, dude. He, what was it? Steve Kerr was 13-0 in his last 13. Yeah. G- game one. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll text you all that. But it's always at home. That's generally true. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, they've had home court advantage in like every series they've played. And that fucked them up, man. That really did. Toronto's home court is, is impressive, but... Dude, that was an electric crowd. Last night was nuts because, like, I knew Toronto was going to come out of the gates hot, which they did, but it got to a point where it was, uh, I think, 42-41, Golden State, or 41-40. Golden State was up a point mid-second quarter. I was like, okay, here we go. It's going to be a close game, and they didn't have to lead the rest of the game after that. Nope. They didn't and, even get close, really. Yeah, and, like, every time they pulled into, like, 3-4-5 range, like, 30 seconds later, it's eight points. Like, they just – Toronto did everything that they needed to do. They just played harder from start to finish, and – Golden State kind of looked defeated those last four or five minutes. They didn't look like they had that typical Golden State swagger. And I'm not going to overreact to one game. I still think Golden no. State can win the next four, rattle the next four off easily, especially if Kawhi's not, you know, even 80%. But, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it down the road here. But I really do, you made the point, Justin, that you thought the Toronto GM should get GM of the year. <laughs> Absolutely. And last night it really looked like it. Like, one, I mean, you got. Kawhi for Demar, like holy yeah, so shit! Yeah, you Kawhi. You, so you ship two fan favorite players out of town, which I mean that is brutal to the fan base to begin with. Yep. They got rid of Valasiunas and they got rid of for Marcus All, which might have been the trade of the year. And then they looked also like it last got night. Kawhi Leonard, yeah. And then they fired Dwayne Casey, coach of the year last year. Hired Nick Nurse. All I mean, I think that if Nick Nurse would have lost that series, we wouldn't be talking about him in high regard, really. So that I, that's why I like the idea that the Raptors GM is GM of the year, and Nick Nurse to me is getting a little too much credit. He's done well, really yeah. in game coaching, but like Dwayne Casey could have taken this team because Kawhi Leonard is a lot different of a player than Demar Derozan. Uh, yeah. and Dwayne Casey is a great coach. Absolutely. The thing that that Nick Nurse has done that Dwayne Casey never did um obviously go to the finals but more so is <laughs> well he went as an assistant yeah yeah <laughs> yeah been able to coach Kyle Lowry through any type of struggles we haven't seen that yeah. playoff Lowry there yeah. in addition Nick Nurse makes amazing in-game amazing in-game adjustments Agreed. and serious adjustments like mm-hmm. I I put out I genuinely think that Nick Nurse is a better coach than Terry Stotts not because he has a better record. I could get with because, that. Because we've seen um, – or because Terry Stotts lost. But the way that Terry Stotts lost and that 
the first game one of the series, he rolled out a drop a drop defense against yep. the best shooter of all time. Like that's, that's stupid. terrible. And that's like a high school coach mistake. Right? Yeah, that's not something so, you're like, let me see how this works out. That's like, you're an NBA coach. You should know that's a terrible yeah, idea. Exactly. You play these guys four times yeah, a year. Exactly. And so you have this great regular season, probably are in the running for coach of the year and are, are good at that. But you can't, to me, a coach has to be able to outcoach somebody else in a seven-game series. And I don't think that I've ever seen that from Stotts. No, I don't. I have a hard time with that, though, because I just don't know that he's exactly had the pieces but it's really hard. Like that Lamarcus Aldridge team was really damn good in Portland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were really I mean, he's had some good. pretty good talent come through yeah, there. Yeah, no, for sure. So, like, that's where I struggle with this though, because it doesn't feel like they've had the pieces, but then it also kind of feels like they have a lot of times. They've had more pieces than most. I'll say that. Is for sure. is Nick Nurse a top five coach in your eyes now? I mean, I, this is after one pl- one playoff series. <laughs> right. I, I, it's hard for me. It's, but he, still, name, he's coaching like he is. Agreed, agreed. But name five coaches you'd rather have going into next season. Um, Pop. So, Spolstra, Pop, Carlisle, Spolstra? Kerr. Yeah. I agree. Steve Spolstra, Kerr. That. Pop, Carlisle, Kerr. Now um, I'm struggling. Brad Stevens? I don't know. I'm, I, the, I feel like this jury's still out on Brad Stevens. Billy um, Donovan? God, <laughs> not, not Donovan. Not. Um... I'm trying to think, it, it, you know what I'm He's, saying? It gets so, it gets thin really quick. Yeah, it does get thin really quick, just because you don't have. I mean, it's hard to pit. There's no there's no coaches that have won championships except for Kerr and Pop, right? Like, yeah, Tyloo. Right, am I going to put Tyloo in my top five? Holy shit! So we don't know what kind of coach Tyloo is though. Yeah, he's a um, because we. I mean, LeBron, do what you do, right. do what you want to do, right? Which is fine. Um, I think he probably knows coach. basketball well because he played point guard, but yeah. he had no say in that. I think he has moments where he just locks up and stinks about Allen Iverson stepping over his dead body when he crossed him that one time. <laughs> can't blame him. <laughs> he just stepped over him. Looks like a catfish on the sidelines. That was a <laughs> that was cornrows, Tyler. That was a good look. Yeah, that, that was, was a good look. Um, but cornrows yeah, I mean, were hot at that point. <laughs> it gets thin really quick, and it's hard to – you just don't see co- – like coaches don't win championships because Kerr is in the league and because Pop is in the league. You oh, know? Doc Rivers is probably up there. Doc – after before yeah, this year, yeah. I would have argued that. But <laughs> Agree. What he did, what he did this year was amazing. It was yeah. impressive. I um, think anybody could have won a, a finals with that. He, he has that a championship. Boston D'Antoni. Yeah. Mm. It's like regular season coach. Absolutely, because yeah. his system is fantastic in the regular yes, season. Always. But that's, I, tough, that's a tough one. I, it never works in the playoffs, though. He also doesn't make adjustments. Yeah, he yeah. just oh, no. he, that oh, dude no. rides it out more than anyone. Yeah. Like they'll go. They'll. It's not even just the the adjustments you're correct on, but it's like. The other team will go on a 10-0 run. He'll it's like, I understand going. letting guys play through, yeah. but sometimes you call a timeout. You don't let them play through every single time. Everything, like, you yeah. stop it to be like, this is what's happening because I have figured this out. This is what we need to do. Right. Yeah. Phil Jackson was great at that in that he would let people ride it out when he knew that they were mentally strong. Right, right. But then whenever he saw, <laughs> I mean, and then whenever he saw them like like really starting to sag, he'd call timeout. Yeah, damn, Tony Phil Jackson comparisons are, are tough. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm probably the least hot on Phil Jackson of anybody. I just I don't. I mean, I think whenever you have MJ and Shaq, it gets pretty easy. Well, yeah, but that that you know that Powell Kobe team, he he did a good job there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that's you. Fair. He's probably a little overrated. But yeah. going back to what we saw last night. And just kind of forward-looking and projecting what we're going to see the rest of the series. I can guarantee you Pascal Siakam's not going to go, what was it, 14 for 17 from the field? Like, he had 34 no. points on 17 shots. And yeah. he made that one hook shot at the end that was like Kareem-esque, <laughs> where he's like past the basket. And I don't even know if he's really looking at it, except in his peripherals. He will not make that shot again. And no. Fred Van Fleet will not make a fadeaway one-footer from 22 off the backboard. That's the other thing. I mean, we were talking about that Jesus. Uh, before the show. Like, I mean, ever since Fred Van Vliet had his 
kid. He's like seven, averaging like 17, 18 points a game. That's not going to continue. He's not that kind of player yet. He may be, but we don't know that. Maybe if I have a kid, they'll let me on court one at LA Fitness. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) God dang it. (laughs) You never know. Um, Worth it. Yeah, one thing that will continue, though, is the defensive – the defensive prowess yeah. like they they played so this is a big reason why I'm up on on Nick Nurse for 3 years ever since Golden State won their first championship I've been saying the way that you have to play them on any type of screen that they run through is you have to double team the person that that's running through the screen cuz that's what everything that the Warriors do is about everything is designed to get either KD or not KD but I'm sorry Steph or Clay open on a on yeah. a pick Everything they were beating the spots trapping last night, and yeah, everyone exactly. on their team has a crazy wingspan. Exactly, and Arms that was the, the last <laughs> real success that was had against that team, um, apart from like LeBron winning it or winning the championship was Golden or was OKC, and they did that exact same thing. And nobody's done it for years. We've been playing drop defense and switch defense, but yeah. whenever you have Kavon Looney on the on the floor. Um, and Iggy on the floor and Draymond Green on the floor. Like Iggy can knock down shots, but he's not as reliable have, as having KD on the floor and no, knocking down shots. So certainly not. If you you can afford to give two players to Steph and Clay and have those guys running open, you can afford to have your guy that was guarding Looney running running with Steph and Clay. And that's a big reason why I picked why I picked Portland. And then I picked um, Houston as well, is because I've, thought I thought they'd be able that, to do that. Yeah, exactly. With their, with their personnel. I thought that they would make those adjustments, and that the coaches would say, "Hey, we're going to double team every one of these, every one of these uh, off-ball screens, every one of these on-ball screens." But no coach ever did it, right? No. So Nick Nurse to me came out and said, "He must have went back and watched 2015 OKC versus Golden <laughs> State and said, we're just going to do this.'" Yeah. yeah, and it worked perfectly, you know. So and he has well probably better defenders or longer defenders for sure. No doubt about that. Ooh, man, yeah, they, they're pretty. They're pretty equal for sure. They, I mean, that so was, they have three guys was, with a seven-three wingspan. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. That's, that's insane. crazy. They had – so Russ, when he actually did play defense, Andre Roberson, KD, Serge Ibaka. Very good. And Steven Adams. Very good. Steven yeah. Adams was just and a probably a, a better Serge Ibaka at that point. Yeah, a better Serge no, Ibaka but, for sure. But and Andre Iguodala didn't look good last night. No, he, he didn't. And I didn't understand he did. why he was guarding Kawhi versus no. Clay. I guess Clay needs reserve energy on the offensive end. Um, man, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot I want to say. Real quick on Josh's um, – point with them stopping the screens very true and very effective but what they were also doing is when Steph or Clay are moving without the ball and running around like Pac-Man out there because they never stop moving they're coming around those screens Toronto's keeps translating physicality to every single series like they're they're hip grabbing or hip swiping them jersey grabbing them just give them a little bump over and over and over and it adds up and Golden State's a finesse team and this is definitely a more physical team than they've seen out of the Cavaliers no doubt about that. For no sure. doubt. For yeah, sure. I mean, that's probably as physical as that team that won it in 20... What was that, 15? 2016. But, 16, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. J.R. Smith was cooking in that series. Yeah, but I'm talking, like, just... Physicality Bad dudes. Because like, you have... Yeah. Who, who, was, no, who sure. was strong on that this is, Cleveland team? Is, this Toronto team is a thousand times better defensively than that Cleveland team. And, oh, and just bigger, stronger, yes. badder dudes. Like, you had, you had Tristan Thompson and LeBron. That's really the only bodies that scare me on that team you have like six bodies on this team that are you know like Lowry right. even though he's not a great athlete he's a lot stronger than Steph Curry is oh for sure yeah and it's just at every position at every level um I, I also don't feel like Steph 
or Clay really heated up last night either because they were chasing their like, tails. Steph all night. had like what, like thirty two though, like thirty one. It was yeah. just quiet. They're difficult. It's because yeah. they're difficult, and he was missing a lot. Right, I mean, he right. was missing a lot. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, not even going to look at the stats, but it, they make everything difficult for them, um, and that's a big deal. I'm okay with. They would let Kevon Looney run free the entire time, and I'm I'm 100 okay with that. Make him make the pass. Yeah, definitely rotate to him late. Um, so so I mean, what's the? I mean, so KD's out game two. Mm-hmm. Correct. So I, they're still not concerned in any way. I mean, I'm not concerned about it. But no, they could go down 2-0, and I think you'd be fine because you're going to go to Oakland and win 2 I really believe that. Yeah, especially I, with KD I do. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm it leaning. On the, go ahead. It depends on what KD comes back as. That's that's what I've said. Fifty percent, eighty percent. I don't know, KD man. KD comes back at a sixty-five percent. That's worse for them than 80, than 80 plus. Night. I think they're good. I don't think we've actually really talked about this on the show too much. I can't remember if we did or not with the no, actual let's, KD let's, stuff. Let's di- dive into it. Well, I, I mean, I just think that it's really. I think that they saw Portland in that that round before this, and we're like, take all the time you need, brother. This guy down. You know, yeah, sit down, like. Take a break from basketball for a month or so if you want. Like, we're good. Like, we'll take care of this. And they did. And so I think, I don't know, everybody. Uh, I was in that camp too, but I yeah. think if he was ready to go last night, he would have played. He would have played, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know, man. I still is, there, is there other conspiracy layers to it where it's like he wants them to lose without him so he looks dude, more important? It's I like, love that people are talking dude, about this. I don't think that's a real thing, dude. No. That guy wants a third championship and a third finals MVP because if they go down 2-0 and then he comes back and they rattle off four straight, he's finals MVP. No doubt. Hands down. No doubt. But the other thing, I mean, it also goes the other way. If Toronto keeps storming through him and he comes Correct. back and it doesn't matter, that's going to hurt. I mean, it's not going to hurt his value ultimately. Dude, his, he's going to be but just a basket case if they lose the series and he comes back. And that Twitter is going to be on fire. Can't wait. <laughs> I I think less of KD as a person than probably anybody on this planet. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that, argue with that. I don't yeah, think that true. even that guy is that selfish. No, 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 no. He's no, not I like yeah. – people that think that um, – one obviously have not played in the NBA, but maybe have not played like high level at all, or like really had anything that they've cared about that much at a competitive level. No guy's gonna give up a, a ring. No, Pe- people to that, prove a point. Yeah, people that are that good and have worked for that long have, like, regardless of whether I say it about some people or not, they have the dog in them. Like, right, they have that drive and they have that want and they want to win at all costs. Some of them have it more than the others, but. Um, to be as good as he is, like you have to have at least a little bit of that, and you're not going to sit on the sideline when it's ready. As Correct. a matter of fact, if anything, Fair. he's probably going to rush himself back. Yep. Yeah, I don't and know. I, I just think that it's it's kind of a story that's gotten out of control a little bit, and I don't know what is really happening with it. I just I have to feel like they um, I don't know. They just they feel like they can rest him right now, and I. I I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see yeah, what he looks we'll, like. It's going to be interesting. We're going to see what he looks like. I mean, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really interesting. This is the most intriguing finals we've had uh, for sure in the, since Cleveland won it. So the last two yeah. finals have not been that intriguing to me for because sure. of the for matchups. Sure. So uh, what's our you guys, I, I want to know what both of you think about this. I mean, is, what, what's KD going to do this summer? What do you guys think? I know you hate this. I think he's going to New York. I don't. Ha- I don't it's have to. Not think. that I hate it. It's. Well, like- you think it's crazy to think to not think twice about it, which I I, I see where you're coming from because sure. the Knicks are a shit show. Like yeah. I I'm all on board with your opinion on the Knicks. Yeah. I just really think KD's going to go there. Dude, I, I just I, believe that. I have all like so I unless you, unless it's the Clippers. That's like the the maybe the caveat. I, I it's funny you bring that up because the other day I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a Knicks a really big Knicks fan and he made this really logical point about the Knicks. I forget what it was. So I was like, so all right, man, tell me, do you think you guys are going to sign someone big? And he was like, oh yeah, KD's already going to be here. Like he's packed his bags, he's moving in, he's coming to New York, and I, they're just so convicted in this. But at the same, like I just don't believe them. 
Yeah. I really don't. And I, I until I'm proven otherwise, I just don't believe them. And it's one of those things where, like, I mean, they're so sure. But I think if we sat here and did this show in 2010 when the decision is, was happening, the Knicks were very much in that, sure. in that sweepstakes, too. I mean, Knicks fans would have told you that he's already put a cot in the middle of Madison Square Garden. Yeah, because that's yeah you're right. Living. You're right. So I just, I, until I see it, I don't believe it. Miami's like don't third it. on the list or fourth on the list. Yeah. So, you, no, you're right. And, dude, wouldn't it be crazy if... KD did actually stay in the West and go to LA, and then Kawhi goes, and then what if Kimba signs with Dallas? Like the East could look Mercy. like JV next year. Mercy, like Kyrie Irving and Joel Embiid are your two best players in that conference. <laughs> and yeah, oh and shit, Giannis, yeah, yeah. Bobby, Bobby. Um, I don't think that's. Gonna, uh, I don't know, man. It's possible. It's I think definitely possible. I think the Clippers are a strong suitor for both of them, and all they'll have to do is move. Uh, well, what's his name? Uh, Gallinari. Gallinari. Gallinari's yeah. contract's terrible, but if you move him and then add. Kawhi or KD, obviously you do both. It's insane. But if you had either or, it's probably a top four team in the West. Yeah. Depending, oh, what, depending on right. what my Mavs do. That's maybe, maybe <laughs> the second best team. Um, maybe maybe the best. If Houston gets broken up, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I used to have Knicks at 80%. I have them at about 50-50 with the Clippers now. What I have at 100% is KD's not going anywhere by himself. So he's going somewhere with a packaged with yes. a packaged player, and that team will be a heavy fan. Whether it's a top, maybe not a top eight. It might not be Kyrie or Kemba, but it'll be at least a. Or do you think it is like a Kyrie or Kemba? I think it's. I okay. think it's. I think that it's either Kyrie or Kawhi. Oh, okay. I would not it's put either. Kemba. I don't think the Kemba's that far on KD's radar. And he's just so ball dominant. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, I think it's either Kyrie or, or Kawhi. Maybe Anthony Davis um, on a trade or something like that, but. Uh, yeah, I think I think that wherever he goes is going to be the favorite to win a championship next year, or at least a top three favorite because they'll get. Yeah, a- oh yeah, yeah. 100%. yeah. I don't getting- hate that, but I just again, I just don't see the Knicks being able to tra- attract one, let alone two free agents like that. I just don't see it happening. Right. I don't get it. I don't. I don't think that they have anything to offer. They've got DSJ and Kevin Knox. Oh, I rough. mean, they just shipped out Kristaps Porzingis for some reason. Uh, and it's a, it's the, or no, they have the third pick. They have the third pick. Yeah. So you, you're basically getting R.J. Barrett. Yeah, which, job, I mean, that's better than the fourth because it's a hard fall off after Barrett. But uh, the okay. the fan in me, like the fan in me, wants me to see wants to see Golden State win, which feels like sacrilegious because sure. you know they're. I've just they've been going against LeBron the last few years, but I I like seeing history. Sure. So how about ties to the free agency is I would love to see Katie and Kawhi on the same team next year, even though it'd be terrifying for the league because there's never well I have to look at this and really think about it, but I don't think there's ever been a time where the two best players in the league, which is basically where we're at at this point with LeBron aging and Giannis still needing to develop a little, mm-hmm. and we're not sure with with AD that the two best players in the world have been on the same team. I guess you could make the argument for Magic and Kareem. In the in the mid eighties, but yeah, you definitely could. I mean, Close though. The two the two best players that play the same position essentially. Right. Like, being nuts. This is yeah. The, all the superstars are positionless players nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they can all be point guards basically. Yeah. Score at three different levels, guard multiple different positions. Uh, well, it's positionless pass. basketball in general. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's like big and small. That's yeah. the two positions. Exactly, and you even see it with the with the Raptors. Um, we're kind of watching highlights right now, but there were multiple plays where you had Marcus Gasol passing from the top of the key, um, and the the paint is wide open. So there was one play in particular that was um, Marcus Gasol was at the top of the key. They gave it to him, and then 
and then it had a screen in the bottom uh, left corner for Kawhi, which locked in Clay Thompson and Andre Iguodala, two best defenders on the on the court besides Draymond in there. And then they ran a pick and roll on the same side with with Marcus Saul, um, and then had two people running free at the running free at the basket with no big man there because you have a player that can stretch the floor and you're five. So it's like the basketball nowadays. I'd be hard pressed to say that there are very many teams that could run with today's teams nowadays, just because it's there's so many different things that you can do with the skill sets that you see on the court now. Exactly. Okay, exactly. and I want to get back to the finals, but I want to ask you all this question. I'll try not to turn this into a tangent. I think this Golden State Dynasty is the greatest team of all time for what Josh just said. Yeah, I do. You, you have the shooters, yep. and, the, and it's just the speed. It's the, the way the game's developed. I would actually have 96 Bulls third. Okay. And I would have a 1A, 1B. So my friend thinks it's 90s, that I respect his opinion, thinks it's 96 Bulls and Warriors tied, and then like a hard drop-off. I got 96 Bulls third with a tie of the Warriors, and I think it was 86 or 87, that mid-80s Lakers, because they ran. They had more possessions than the Warriors did yeah. now. You have yeah. a 6'9 point guard. You have Kareem. You have an elite Hall of Fame defender in James Worthy, and you had shooters. Yep. And if they were in this era where it was more spread, it's just – I really think you could argue that's the greatest team of all time. That was in the 80s. Um, those guys were averaging about five – three-pointers a game right but i'm saying so you, crazy, you yeah. put them into this era because okay, you had shooters and you had passes. an elite big man mm-hmm. and a great the greatest passer yeah or swap swap it back and this is why i think my their tide is put the warriors in the 80s let them shoot the threes but you can do all kinds of different stuff with your hands and on the ball like it would just be way more physical yeah, yeah. so i just think that that team can give any team a run for its money because it just has mismatches i don't everywhere. hate that take I, I have, have a, to look at it a little bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at it in the offseason. Yeah, I think so. I have a hard enough time putting these Warriors above the 96 Bulls just because it's kind of sacrilegious, even sure. though I do think that they're the better team. Yeah. But with KD, put, no doubt. With yeah. KD, yeah, with KD. I would put that LeBron, Dwayne Wade team yeah. up there pretty high. Yeah, no doubt. The Those, only thing I hate about that is Joel Anthony was like getting <laughs> yeah. starts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little sketchy. Involved. But man, yeah. Mario Chalmers. Yeah, there was some janky-ass pieces on that team. Yeah, But just those three guys in their prime was unreal. Yeah, yeah dude. And for, no people doubt. forget, for, for Chris Bosh, who was averaging 20 and 12 before he went there, maybe 25, 27 and 12 before he went there, for him to be underrated after that, like that, those guys were unbelievable. And that team was unbelievable. That's a top five team for me. I don't think it's top three, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, they also started the super, or the superstar trio uh, era. So yeah, yeah them in, in Boston. Yeah, yeah, Boston. yeah for sure. So all right, so finals. Yeah. So what are you guys? What are your predictions from here? So I, I text you guys Golden State in five for our listeners. That was my official prediction. Mm-hmm. Not feeling hot about that now. Um, I still think they they win. I'm going to go Golden State in six because that'll be a home game. So that feels yeah. like a smarter play right now. I do think they steal. Game two. I, I trust Steve Kerr to make the adjustments, and if he doesn't, I'm gonna have even more respect for Nick Nurse. Which go back and look at the teams Nick Nurse was coaching. Yeah. I just did that a moment ago. He's coaching British teams, like yeah, freaking Manchester and stuff in the early Soccer? 2000s. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> they have a basketball league, British? I guess. Basketball. Yeah. Can I get a contract? Bo- basketball is very popular over there. But Manchester no, I think that's a good point. I, I don't. I don't see them dropping game two either. I'm, st- I'm going to take six as well because I do think they're going to drop another game somewhere. And I also want to allow for the fact that KD questionable for game three. I think they said he could play. But I also said, saw that Kerr said today that he's not playing until he's had some more practice. Yep. So I think I'm going to go in six as well here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if KD comes back before game three, maybe four. 
Um, I'm over two in the last, <laughs> over three in the last three series. That have, that Channel have your inner Paul Pierce here. Okay. Yeah. yeah, over three in the last three. Some people have reached out to me and say, "Hey, said, hey, you're losing it. You're not really seeing the things the way that you used to see. No, so they haven't. Time, maybe Fuck it's em. time to hang it up." People I think say that that's, things. I think that that's improbable. I think what's more probable is there's some sort of supernatural force that's just going against my picks. <laughs> and <laughs> that, there's nothing in this world I don't desire. That seems more logical. Uh, that that's more sure, logical that. and more more uh, more likely actually. There's nothing like I don't desire riches very heavily. Sure. I don't desire a harem of women. I don't desire million dollar house. I desire to see the Warriors lose. <laughs> so because of that, and. With the supernatural force that is going against me. I'm picking Warriors in four. Okay. Okay, so Warriors in four. <laughs> I had that in my mind before last night. Look what happened. Warriors in four. Did, I'm okay. with that. Did you think they were going to sweep coming into it, though? Listen, I'm not going to answer that question <laughs> because I'm afraid the curse will I, ca- I kind of did. I'm afraid the curse will find out what's happening. And, and I, I was 90. If I had to put a percentage, I was 95% going into the last game that they were going to win the series in some way, shape, or form. I would say I'm about... 75 now i would uh yeah i'm more about 85 but I, i'm okay. with you but josh i'll do this for you then what do you realistically think will happen and then what is, what is your like i want this to happen prediction i can't say what i want to happen on <laughs> on, on our show no okay um, evidence that's, so, that's rough <laughs> um here here's i can convince myself right now honestly i can convince myself of toronto in six if okay. i work really hard and i watch enough film I can see things on the court that are... Is that an official prediction or no, what you can no, convince yourself of? I hate that about what we do, though. We can convince ourselves of anything. I know, and that's what happened with these last two freaking series is I'm sitting there watching film going, there's no way that they can adjust this way. All you have to make is one quick adjustment that a middle school coach could do, and you win this series, and then it doesn't happen. You know? That's so to it's you, like, Coach Bud, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's right at you, Coach Bud. No, you're listening. Right at you, Coach yep. Stotts. Um, but so I can convince myself when I watch film and when I watch what happened last night with the way that Toronto played defense because you can't make adjustments like you can't adjust Steph Curry to gain forty pounds in muscle right. and be able to shed those right. big players. You can't adjust Steph Curry to gain six inches in height, right? Fair. You can't make adjustments against the type of defense that they're playing. Um, so I can I can convince myself of Toronto in six. What I think will likely happen is Golden State in six. Yeah, but I I would. If I had to pick a middle ground, I would say Toronto in seven and finishing on their home court. That's fair. No, and I don't hate that that prediction, honestly, based on what happened last night. I don't agree with it. I don't think that's what happens, but I don't hate that prediction Sure, at all. and that's that's a middle ground. I think what will happen is Golden State in six. So you're going, that's Golden State in six is what so we both got. I will take – I'm will trying t- to get you some some extra leeway here to get some right picks here. here here's what I'll lock, in my, I'll lock in my final – my final pick. If you're listening, curse Warriors in four. If you're not listening, curse finals pick. Final pick to try and come back on you guys. I'm taking Toronto in seven. Okay, Toronto in seven. Okay, for the comeback. Yeah, for the comeback. I feel that's really good basketball. about my position at Golden State at six. So you mentioned what I want to see happen. I think Golden State will win in six. I don't. I, LeBron's not playing. Mavs aren't in it. I'd love to see a game seven. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, just for the excitement alone. I want to see Drake's hopes get crushed. Oh I would, that would be time. epic if Steph oh, just hit like a, like a Dame-style shot and just turned around and winked at him. Yeah. Just going to cardiac arrest. Well, Best the case only, scenario. The only downside to our prediction about it ending in six games on home court in, in uh, uh, Oakland is that Drake wouldn't be there. Yeah. Best case scenario. Well, I guess is maybe he might be. Games, he he, might he can make that happen. I think he can catch a At catch a point, coach yeah. flight out there or something. Yeah, pay a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Do you imagine hopping on a flight, <laughs> sitting next to him in economy? <laughs> 
after he just uh, bought that damn plane <laughs> in a Dale Curry jersey. Um, okay, so those are official predictions, and let's close this thing out by talking about this Lakers situation real quick. Okay, how much of a goddamn circus? First, though, best case scenario for this series is Draymond punches and kills Drake and gets kills? suspended for. Okay, breaks his jaw. <laughs> there you go, and gets yeah. suspended for the rest of the uh, series. You know that best Drake case would do some through the wire Kanye type. He would, dude. <laughs> that would, would be. It would be. He would make rap. so much it money off that with his jaw wired shut. It'd be nothing but good for Drake. All right, no, I love. I, I hope that prediction happens too. I would love to see that play out. Um, okay, so this article came out about the Lakers. What was that on like Monday or Tuesday? This thing has been so it's called Lakers 2.0. It's on the ESPN.com, God. and this thing has been. I've actually heard about this since like November. Like this has been. They've been researching this for a while, and it's kind of one of those things. I kept thinking, ah, this is never going to fucking. Come yeah, you've out. just been yeah. shitting on the Lakers at, at any chance you get, and it, for good reason, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, this validated a lot of it. I mean, Magic yeah. seems like an absolute nightmare to deal with, which actually does not surprise me. Um, we should change our name to Lakers Podcast. We really should. <laughs> we really should. We talk Lakers about them every week. S- would so, hate me. <laughs> I do think we're on different islands, though, Justin, where like, I agree Magic is a pain in the ass, clearly was not ready to handle the responsibilities, yeah. but... Oh, Rob Palenka's... <laughs> yeah, Rob Palenka, God almighty. Yeah. But Josh said it best where it's like, it's a top-down issue. Like, this is oh, management. Sure. Like, this is... This is Genie This bus. is the buses, like, needing bus. to, you know... Get, get that circus under control because you are, whether you like the Lakers or not, they're one of the greatest brands in the world. Sport, they're a top five sports brand in the world Absolutely. with like Yankees, Manchester, Celtics, like yep. Cowboys right there. Yep. So they have, I mean, think about how much of a shit show the Cowboys have been at times and the Yankees have been at times. It's never That's gotten like this. It's never gotten this bad. No. I mean, they have just turned an organization from elite status to one of the worst in the league and just the biggest joke in a decade, in less than a decade. It, it, about 10 years. They haven't, ever since Kobe... Since the last finals. Uh, since the last, yeah, since his last ring. I think they've been an absolute nightmare. And they haven't done anything that builds them towards the future. And a lot of that has to do with Jim Buss Sr. dying and all that stuff and them leaving the team to her. No, dude, Lance Lance for Stevenson, sure. Rajon Rondo, and JaVel McGee's building for the future. Those are dude, great the young craziest, assets. True. The craziest part of that whole story to me... <laughs> Was one just all the Polinka bullshit? The the whole Dark Knight story with about Heath Ledger and Kobe was unbelievable. Yeah, that was stupid. weird. Yeah, um, but the whole the craziest thing to me was that the people, the statisticians, were in the next room thinking they were going to take one player and they took another in the draft because of a conversation they had with Joe Harris. That's that crazy. is unbelievable to me. Who who was the player that they were going to take? Uh, I forgot who it was. I'd have to look back at it. But they were they changed their mind at the last. That's second. crazy. Yeah, and it's just and, and all the people at the Lakers were stunned. Well, it's like you're a 17 year old girl in high school, like switching yeah. boyfriends. Like, this is a oh, I don't like that anymore. Organization, <laughs> yeah. like, you were committed. You can't do that. Right. Like, like that's not how this works. And it's just the mismanagement is insane. It, uh, I think you guys said it best. It's a top down issue, and I mean, Phil Jackson was a nightmare there. As far as from a GM standpoint and running things, they held on to Mitch, Mitch Kupchak way too long. I mean, they, just so many different bad decisions. You know what the hell of it is? You, so let me ask you guys this before I go there. Do you think they could fix this? How long do you think it would take to fix it all? They so can I, fix it. It'll take a I think it'll take two seasons. I it won't be this year. Yeah, I texted you guys and said, are the Lakers the next Phoenix Suns? <laughs> and I it's like, I don't, I don't know if they are, but <laughs> man, not. it's crazy that we can even ask that question. I know. That's um, where we're at. But I was talking about... Here's here's the issue. I don't think you can fix this with Genie Bus in the seat. Probably not. Um, 
I was talking to my buddy at work today, and he's a massive Lakers fan, and he was saying that if you think about all the other other owners in the league, Steve Ballmer, um, Mark Cuban, they're all businessmen that made millions of dollars outside of the league and came in and brought Correct. business acumen cool. in and have wads of cash. And that's not a slight of Jeannie Buss because she's nope. a woman. Like any woman that a businesswoman was capable of doing that, it's the fact that she, she got handed that. She got handed this. She's never worked outside of this um, and – or here's what I should say. She hasn't ever made billions outside of it and brought in right. high-level business acumen. Like, it's not a fact that she's a woman. It's the fact that she was handed this, and she does, just doesn't have the same type of business acumen that Steve Ballmer has. In addition to that, she doesn't have the money that that Mark Cuban has right. or that Steve Ballmer has. That's the- Their trainer is the, probably the worst trainer in the league. They don't have the money to throw at this organization that That's these other owners That's crazy to me. Do. Yeah. That's crazy. They're yeah. the Lakers. They own the Lakers. I know, but really, it's just... It's just Capital gains, right? No, no it's I just get it. That this company is worth so much it's value, but you can't eat the Lakers. Yeah, it's right. valuation. It's not liquid. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that they could fix this in one move. They call up Bob Myers and say, "Name a price." Just come run, come just run the show. Fire Polinka. Get everybody out of there. Come run the show. You could be president of operations and GM. You could do whatever the you hell be, you want to do. Because you're better than Magic and Polinka combined right. by a mile. Jerry yeah, West is better be than what's happening right but now. But does he leave? Do what? Does he leave though? I mean, you're just gonna back up the Brinks? Yeah, absolutely. You're the fucking Lakers. Uh, if they can, I mean, I, I, I mean, you, you figure out I, how to make yeah, seventy-five you, you million make dollars happen. work or whatever. Because think about what that means to the franchise. All of a sudden, you bring in a guy that can put players around LeBron. I mean, you already named off Lance Stevenson, Rondo, you know, and the bunch that they put. Thank around. God, like, those are expiring. Oh my God! But still, let me ask you this, and I think this is maybe me being a LeBron homer. Do you feel bad for LeBron at all? Like, I feel a little bad for him. Not one bit after after. <laughs> I knew. Like, no, well, after the whole shit. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Well, the 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 only reason I say that is because of the whole Rich Paul shit. Yeah, I, yeah I, for sure. Was I dislike Rich Paul. I yes. do too. And that, but LeBron has him doing that shit and has had him doing that shit for years. He did that not so much in Miami when he made that move, but when but he wasn't was it more under wraps? Like, I don't have. It's not even what you're doing; it's that it's so publicized. That's right. what I hate. But he's out there at Lakers practices when LeBron does not play for that team, scouting over. Luke Walton's head, yeah. knowing LeBron's going there, and you're going to get hey, rid of all these. Good people. for Luke Walton getting the fuck out of there too. Dude, better yes. team and better situation in Sacramento. Absolutely, yeah. it's insane to me though. I feel bad for LeBron just because of his history. So, like, he spent the first seven years of his life drafted out of high school, went 18 years old into, and has had an impeccable record under Dan Gilbert for seven years, who never put any players around him. Yep, absolutely. He finally went to Miami and said, I'm going to hold you guys hostage, and I want you to bring in these players. Came back to Cleveland. It's like a desperation so we, move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Came he's done that to Cleveland. every place he's gone, pretty much. I know, because of the whole Dan, seven years of Dan Gilbert, yeah. right? Came back to Cleveland because he wants to win his people a championship. Wins them a championship with, quite frankly, not a good team. No. Not at all. Um. And then leaves and finally signs and says, I trust you, Magic. I trust you to put the right players around me. And I trust you to do what's right for me. And then he gets boned. I feel bad for that. I should have watched all 10 episodes of the Magic Hour, and that would have told him exactly what happened. Maybe. I just think it's not necessarily that as much as it is. And I had we, we argued about this a little bit earlier in the season about whether LeBron should be able to walk in and just blow the thing up and do whatever the fuck he wants to do. And we had I, I know Kyle and I had a little bit differing opinion. I don't on think that. he has that freedom. I was under the impression he did. I don't know if he does. I don't think he. I'm not really sure anymore. I, well, I don't think the Lakers know what the fuck's going on, no matter what happens. Yeah. I, I I mean they're a terrible organization. They don't even know how to use email threads correctly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just blind CC and people randomly. Yes, unbelievable. Um, but I just think that I don't know that he has that autonomy. I agree with that, but I think that 
ultimately they're going to try to do whatever it takes to put around him, but it's different if they're going to do whatever it takes to put around him versus him telling them what to do. To me, those are two different things. Right, right, and right. That's I true. That's a good wholeheartedly point. disagree with the way he came in and just blew up the locker room and all that. Me too. Me too. Yeah, like that was really shitty, and I just I feel like he hasn't helped himself in this sense. Otherwise, I probably would kind of feel bad for him, but he has done a lot of things that have been really shitty. I'd agree with that. Is, is what he's done worse than asking for a trade? Mm. I would have who's, a problem if he asked. Worse would, Anthony Davis or LeBron James? Anthony Davis. He quit playing basketball. LeBron's never yeah, quit playing true. basketball. LeBron, yeah, LeBron still had a fucking twenty-eight and eight season. Like, yeah. looked fucking fantastic. Eight and eight, yeah. And he didn't wear. He didn't wear a that's all folks shirt. Like, right. Yeah. No, there was some maturity. The Lakers trainers. <laughs> I mean, God, I don't, do I, you, would you trade LeBron? Would you? I, you can't, right? Like the whole. If I'm the Lakers. I'm not trading LeBron. If I'm LeBron, I wouldn't mind being traded. But it's weird because, like, if I'm a team, I wouldn't go after LeBron unless I'm, like, a piece away because it's no. like he has two, three seasons left. Does right. he have a no-trade clause? No, he does not, which is insane. He doesn't have a no-trade no. clause? No, and he's <laughs> obviously <laughs> eligible really? for he's only, yeah. Oh is it two God. years and a player option? He doesn't do team options. It's two years left and a player option. He doesn't do team options. Right. It's definitely a player. Yeah. But b- before we wrap up, throw me this percentage. Because I would say 30 at the beginning of the year, and now I'm at like 5 to 10. Percentage that LeBron James wins one more championship before he retires. You were that low at the beginning of the year? I was 30. Dude, I would have been like 50, 60. Um, uh, I was probably 30 at after his injury. Yeah, I would okay. say that. You were you were a little higher than 30, but yeah. not much more than 50. I'll say that at, like after All-Star break, I was at 30% once I saw where it was going. And then just like as things started building, okay, and I'm down to like 5, maybe 10. Okay, I don't think I do. I do not think he will win it. It'll it'll take there. an Anthony Davis or Kawhi on that team. It'll take that level of a player. And just, they don't have the front office to swing balls like that, guaranteed. <laughs> so that's that's the problem. Like and you could like I said, one move, back up the Brinks truck to Bob Myers and say, Come run the fucking Lakers, the goddamn Los Angeles Lakers. You have full autonomy to do whatever you want to do. Fixed. He bring in Kawhi or Kevin Durant or you know, figure that out, whatever right, that right. that star is. He'd probably trade for Chris Paul. I can't wait for that to happen. Those wheels are in motion, by the way. <laughs> and then si- sign Jimmy Butler on yeah, the low. Yeah, sign Jimmy Butler, and then, you know. But, no, I, I think that he would be aggressive in the right ways. I mean, you look at Masai, and he had a hell of a year in Toronto, but he made some really bold moves, and I think you've got to have someone that's going to come in and make bold moves. What do you have to lose? Right. It couldn't get much worse. Nope. So it's a wild thing. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up. This was a great in-person uh, episode, boys. We covered a lot. Uh, I can't wait for Kyle to be back up here again. We'll make sure to do it. But in the meantime, I think we'll be back in probably a couple days, and uh, we'll make another episode happen. Sounds good, man. I'm glad we got to uh, see each other. It was awesome. Absolutely. Meh. Later. Later. See <laughs> ya.